folks. Thanks for tuning in to all things Trainwreck Sports. Make sure to check our bio for an updated merch listing on the 26 shirt store to benefit Gigi's Playhouse. Variants, welcome back. It is Wednesday. It is hump day, and we're on our way to the weekend. But before we get there, it's time for another edition of What's Trainwreck Watching. And if unless you've been living under a rock, you know for the past month and a half, we've been breaking down Disney Plus's Loki. So let's get them in here. Our analysts, we got, of course, the Micah Man. And of course, don't call him the X-Man, Caselli Files. Welcome to the building, gentlemen. Another yeah. season of another Marvel series in the books. Jeez, oh, I mean, and, and what a finale we got. There is so much to break down with today's episode. It, it was just so good. Everything I wanted, everything I didn't even know we were going to get. I was proved wrong while watching this episode with previous uh Previous thinkings of what's going to happen. I Previous predictions. I, I'm so happy I'm wrong, though, because there's just so much. So much. It felt like a uh, like a Shakespearean epic, either either at the begin, either at the end, or at the, at the middle of it, uh, depending. At some point in a Shakespearean ep- epic is what it felt like the entire episode. It was a masterclass of of acting by the by our three participants, our participants, um, the usual participants, and. Yeah, it was it was it was a great finish, um, and the series. I mean, it, it delivered for what we've seen. I think it, it took a different it took a different angle at it. Definitely, it wasn't what it wasn't the same feel as we've had the whole series. But man, was it a, a worthy a worthy ending for us going forward. And for a series that's had a ton of action in the last couple episodes, whether it was Eliath or you know running around Nexus events. We kind of get a lot of exposition, a lot of, you know, dialogue in the first half of this episode. Miss Minutes makes a pop in for both parties. But really, you have Loki and Sylvie with He Who Remains at the Citadel. And you have Renslayer with Mobius back at the TVA. Between these two of these long-term discussions, which more were you more gripped by, Casali? Oh, I mean, everything at the Citadel. With uh, he who must remain and Loki, uh, I mean, that's just that's just good storytelling right there. Good MCU, good plot building to uh, what's to come. But I mean, I just I couldn't eat it up. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to go into who yet who we know that is, but uh, just everything from that actor, that actor Jonathan Majors um, and Loki, just they were vibing and Sylvie too, all vibing off each other. Great, great characterization. Great world building, even if it was just for 45 minutes. But it was just so good. I couldn't get my eyes off the screen. Um, I'm pretty sure that they they said that um, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is going to be the first, like, hor- most horror mo- movie-esque of an MCU. But Miss, Miss Minutes, I think, did it, gave us the first appearance. <laughs> because, yo, like, I was literally, like, sh- I'm sitting there, like, I'm barely awake watching it on my couch. And Same. all of pop, just pops out. Bam! Of yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was terrifying. Miss Minutes, she's, she's got a future in a, she's got a future in some future horror roles if she wants. And, and speaking of terrifying, we got some cinematography, which I knew you liked, Casale. You had kind of that rotating camera when they were walking around the Citadel. Obviously, to kind of disorient the the viewer because that's what Loki and Sylvie works are in. They're walking around, and all of a sudden, Jonathan Majors comes out. And now we've been talking all season: Is there going to be a top Loki at you know at this position? Is it going to be <laughs> Kang the Conqueror? 
Is it going to be Mephisto? Is it going to be? And for the first couple minutes, I couldn't tell you who this dude was. He was kind of a flamboyant individual. He was kind of outspoken in his nature, but also reserved in the same way. Just an absolute masterclass. I want to know what your guys' first impressions were of uh, of this character before we get too much further into he who remains. <laughs> Well, I mean, let me tell you something. This is this goes to show that sometimes knowing a lot of what goes on behind the scenes kind of takes away the the shock and surprise. As soon as I saw Jonathan Major show up on screen, I had a feeling what was going on because uh, if um, they have mentioned before in, in newscastings and whatnot of um, potential Ant Man three villains and um, uh, what is to come through uh, this character, but. I mean, just alone. I mean, just he was so good. I also do want to go back to what you said about the cinematography. That's what I've been loving, too, because I feel like this show has been taking so much um, inspiration from even the previous Thor movies, aside from all the Marvel movies. When they were doing the rotation, uh, it reminded me so much from uh, that scene from Ragnarok when they were walking uh, in Asgard. And I just, I love that scene so much. But, but yeah, just uh, like I said, I mean... You know, it it kind of takes it away when you kind of look into the behind the scenes stuff. But for me, I didn't care because it was just so good. And and again, like I said, I was I was proven wrong from uh, what we see in this episode because, and I'm so happy I was because it was just so good and just honestly a wonderful way to set it up. Yeah, he was he was incredible, and that's mm -hmm. what, when I said like the Shakespearean epic vibe. It was him and Tom Hiddleston. I mean. Sofia DiMartino was great too, but it was more those two carrying the conversation and carrying everything. And just, it was, it was the perfect kind of introduction for a character that I believe we're going to see plenty of going forward. And just the way that we could see him, I don't like just immediately like controlled the, controlled the room with two characters who we have been, you know, I mean, Loki, one character who has this whole show because everybody's been so enthralled by the Tom Hiddleston performance mm -hmm. as as Loki and just for someone to come on. And obviously, like you said, there's some casting news in there. And I'm sure at least, you know, a good majority of people watching it noticed that. And that's why they were so taken aback by him. That's why it was by me as well. And just wanted to, you know, hang on every word that was going to come out of his mouth. But <laughs> it's still it, it was it takes two to tango in that kind of scene, how much they had to carry, like just, and have that conversation for us to be as captivated by it was, it, it was, it was well done. A great bit of acting from the, you don't usually get to see in the MCU. That's full of a, uh, you know, after we just got out of black widow, that was a little bit different, but a little bit kind of the same scenario. With, and you don't want to get into crazy spoilers, but with that kind of like, get into it. let's go. We're yeah. in, we're in the set it out. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking to Immortus. We're talking to he who remains. I mean, listen, the whole the whole second third of the like the last two thirds of that episode was all you know. We're setting the table here, folks. Yeah, I mean, oh, God, it was just. I mean, you know. So I'll say it. I mean, I don't know too much about the comics, but from what I understand, that's Kang. That's our boy Kang. That they've been. That at least he's going to be set up throughout the rest. Um, of the potential future in in uh, in this next phase, and I mean even that. I th what I loved most about his portrayal just thus far. I mean we've only seen what thirty minutes of of him throughout, which I'm sure we're gonna get a lot more. But I love too how he just he wasn't he didn't feel like he was menacing. He felt like he was 
just like, you know, easygoing and on your side and, and, you know, like all that. He didn't have that mantra that Thanos has always brought to us. And, and so, I mean, I can't wait to see more. And I feel like this was the perfect way to set it up, to be honest with you. Dare, dare I say this, this Kang iteration by, uh, by our guy, uh, Jonathan, had a little bit of Farmer Thanos vibes. He's seen some shit. He's tend to do it for a while. He'd rather somebody else kind of take care of it. And that was the whole mm-hmm. purpose of the TVA. TVA is staving off other forms of himself, obviously, as we get into it. They had, Sylvie asked him, what is your, what are you so scared of? What are you offering, you know, Loki, the Infinity Gauntlet? What are you offering me happiness? What are you offering all that for to avoid? And he says, me, which is truly probably one of the more terrifying tone setters for this Kang gentleman. I just think it was great that he that he referenced that he just needed a highly efficient bureaucracy to just get this done. Like anything you need, bureaucratic. I can't say that word, so I'm not going to keep trying. Bureau- bureaucratic. Bureaucratic. Yeah, whatever he's got going on, he 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 made it efficient. That is for sure. Um, I think going back to what we were talking about, just the acting job that we're going to see from this guy, because it was kind of an out there casting for such a big role, right? Like he's not been in a ton of stuff recently, mm-hmm. but they clearly see that he can play. He probably can play a lot of different characters and play a lot and do a lot of different things. He's a very versatile actor. That's what I'm expecting to see from him because if we're getting like, you know, however many different Kangs that are going to show up from all these different universes, you would think that they're going to have the different personalities and stuff that there has been in the comics too. I mean, there's a lot of these Kang iterations have different motivations for what they're doing. And it was really impressive to see a guy, see him like in that mode where he was kind of just like chilling. It was, gave me Willy Wonka vibes. He gave me some Willy Wonka vibes. I'm trying to give away the whole chocolate factory, but I'm, I'm excited to see like a much more um, motivated king like what what do we see when we start you know if we see a version that is still like on the come up and not ready to be done with everything like there's just so many different iterations that he can take and from the first glance of seeing him he's going to be able to pull that off yeah i mean again i like like i hate to i'm liking everything to thanos but it's kind of like you know talking about the patriots i guess in the nfl when you're Mm -hmm. considered the top for a long time you know people are going to clear or the chiefs now for where they're at but the reason I say it is because I think that we're going to see that this other Kang iteration kind of has that fierceness that Thanos does when he attacks in Avengers Endgame, kind of that brashness to fire on his own troops, to kind of do whatever it takes, break out of his own armor if he has to, you know, take down Captain America with Mjolnir, spoiler alert. But I think that really Loki, at the end of the day, when we look at it, it was a great tribute to this character, again, as we're kind of getting down to the finale of the episode. And it was a great table setter for Kang. I, I think that a lot of people were saying the narrative, I don't know what you guys think, but was that Thanos was going to be kind of tough to beat as, as a world beater, as a you know a galaxy destroyer wiping out half the universe. And I think they've teed up Kang to potentially, if it's not a certain doctor, do it himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I don't want to start early, but I mean, I just want to talk about this. I mean, let's not even think about, I mean, Kang, obviously, big bad, they're setting him up to be the next Thanos or what have you, but the other side of what this phase is going to be, which is something that I've been praying for and I couldn't wait for, and we've gotten teases from it from titles and uh, behind the scenes spoilers or whatnot, but it looks like <laughs> we're getting into the multiverse, and and if there was anything to explain it, it was what happened within this this little episode. 
I mean, and I, I think that brings it up enough because obviously Kang, you know, they could do so much and they've already done so much with the array of, of characters within the comics, but the multiverse, I mean, that is, that's no understatement. They could do so much and will bring so much to the table that I don't think we've seen anything like this isn't going to be like Infinity War and Endgame came out like that was it. That was the big boys and we've seen nothing like that, but this is we we ain't seen nothing yet like the multiverse this is this is really where the madness begins seriously it, it really only dawned on me we had obviously known this doctor strange title for a year and we've known you know the the horror movie vibe that it's gonna be but it really only dawned on me when those branches really started going crazy when they were talking about the tva that like the possibilities are really limitless for the MCU. They can use whatever creativity they want. They can obviously bring in the Fantastic Four. They can bring in the X-Men. It's totally explained now. There's no, like, question mm-hmm. of, like, you know, you don't have – like, basically, in Avengers 2011, they, they just had Loki kind of, like, appear out of nowhere, and he's like, I worked really hard to be here. Now they have, like, a whole universe of storytelling behind why this would actually be happening, and, and – Safe to say, that's why Marvel's in the position it's in, and that's why DC is in the position it's in. I didn't mean to have to be a ricochet shot at the end, but <laughs> I was just thinking about it. Like, I'm more invested in Kang the Conqueror now than like any DC villain, and that's really telling. Yeah, it's the world building that they've been able to do right, and it's and they've they've taken the time to to get us to even consider all these different things. Um, I think you know, going forward, multiverse wise and everything, we made a good point. I was talking about it with my brother after the show, we were kind of spitballing ideas back and forth. And his point was saying that Marvel has always, I mean, Marvel comics, there's never been like a sacred, there's never been no talk of the sacred timeline or like TVA exists, but it's different reasons. There's always been a multiverse. There's been multiversal wars Mm -hmm. that we've seen. I think in the first episode, we kind of talked about it and maybe this is the way that they're going and that it was, it's potentially secret wars. Um, and that's has a lot to do with Kang and its villains and heroes, you know, going off to this battle world and fighting off against each other. And it's a great Avengers teams and characters that they've started to introduce. But it's it's so many different endless possibilities. It makes a lot more sense to the Spider-Man rumors of all the of that we're going to get a big Spider-Verse yes. in this upcoming movie. What does it do for Eternals if this if Kang has been you know throughout? all of time been causing havoc and we know that the eternals are going to be obviously the now this is a little sidebar but we've all watched that eternals trailer that all that stuff looks like it's in like the first 20 minutes of that movie like we mm-hmm. don't like they're not giving us anything that we're going to see but i now knowing that we know about kang and the the effect that he's going to have on this potentially on this universe and this multiverse it makes a lot more sense for him to show up in the comics there is a version of kang that goes back to egyptian times and tries to run there run it there as a rama tut or something along the lines of that fantastic four comes back and stops him they're in mesopotamia and eternals it just seems like there's so many ways that he can kind of put his imprint on the next offerings that we're seeing from that we already know are coming out and the rumors that we have going forward um but marvel has always meant to has marvel comics thrives in the multiverse it's kind it's they've they've done so many great stories with different things and now that it's kind of just getting them back in line with the comics and it's it's kind of like it feels like thanos is going to be just a big prelude to just all this world exploring that they can do which is nuts to think of how invested we were in the infinity saga but how many different directions they can go now mm-hmm. well and not even that too um i mean endgame kind of really introduced us to like little hints of of the multiverse i mean even when 
when uh when they went back to uh the battle in new york and hulk was talking to the ancient one and she made a big deal like hey you could do this it's all right i get it this i mean dr strange literally you know wanted you to do this but you have to return all the stones back or else there's going to be a you know like a tremor in the force and and you know everything's going to get messed up so i mean we've gotten inklings of, of it throughout i mean even you know, on the television side, I mean, even though they kind of debunked uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, within, like, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, like the universe that doesn't really go along with movies, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, tackled this a lot within previous seasons. Um, so I, I just, you know, it, to me, it's just this is this is perfect for them to start bringing into stuff, bringing into characters, you know, X-Men, Deadpool. I mean, come on, you know, everything. It's it just it's just. This is where, you know, the world building begins, the storytelling, everything. I mean, mm-hmm. we already got inklings of it. I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, it dropped a couple of days ago. But um, they did, like, a little reaction video of Deadpool and Korg doing the uh, reaction for uh, Ryan Reynolds' new movie, Free Guy. And even though that, I guess, you know, who knows if that's MCU canon or whatnot, Deadpool can literally do anything he wants. But I guess that was kind of like a tease of, how Deadpool is going to react, you know, because like he wants to be in the MCU, you know, so it's just, I mean, you know, anything's off, you know, limits, everything is on the table. They could do whatever they want. And I mean, hell, people are going to buy tickets because, you know, we're in this, you know, and they've gone so long. I think that's what's creative too, is because, you know, they've, for years, they set up Thanos and did Infinity War and Game, and those were two of the biggest movies ever. So, I mean, you can only go up. And I think with this, you know, the sky's the limit. Like, they could do whatever they want and still make, you know, still have an audience because everyone's going to be intrigued, you know. The, the, the sky might be the limit, Casali, but I'll tell you what's off limits. And this is a spoiler big time, so make sure you're covering your ears if you haven't seen it yet. That is Mobius getting a jet ski. I couldn't believe he could get the jet ski in this night, but I guess maybe that's something for a future iteration of the Marvel Universe. Mobius goes back to the TVA, tries to burn it down. To be honest, pretty lackluster attempt, considering that he got all the way to Renslayer's office, and then Renslayer just disarms him in a second. Was that maybe kind of like to show that she's got some moves for future uh, Marvel, maybe? But long story short, they lament over their friendship. They have a lamentus over their friendship. And it turns out, you know, they've been friends for eons. Were you kind of let down by by this whole situation before uh, Renslayer busted a move? Uh, no, I mean, you know, we've seen her develop throughout the, the show and, and realize what she's doing. And I mean, I get, it's still, you know, to me, it still feels like, she really is not in control, but she's trying to keep it together just to for it not to fall apart. Because, you know, I mean, who knows if she actually knew the true um, case of, of, like, where Loki and Sylvie ended up. Who knows if she knows what Kang is or whatnot. I mean, I'm sure she did because she was kind of uh, hinting at it, at least, I think, when she was talking to Miss Minutes. But, I mean, I think that's really what it is, especially with Moby's coming back. I'm sure she didn't expect that at all. She thought... That was it. I don't have to deal with it anymore. I could just wipe the slate clean and, hey, he's back. So I think she's still trying to, you know, get you know get her fist through and, and try and deal with the situation. 
But you know, even if she's given everything she's got, she can't she can't handle it. I still just don't believe her, like not knowing what was going on the whole time, but also now knowing that there's alternate, you know, all these different um, timelines and everything going forward, that it could have just been Kang's, you know, and, and that we've talked, we talked about that in the past too on here, that Kang and Renslayer, there's, there's a love interest really, it's really weird in the comics, really convoluted and everything. But if he's just pulling like the same woman out of every timeline to work for him because he's, you know, in love with it, like that, that makes a lot of sense to me. So maybe this version doesn't know what's going on. Miss Minutes did give her some in information that she was ready to act on right away. And we never were able to see kind of what that was. Um, mm -hmm. So I, man, I don't, it, it felt, it did feel, it didn't feel like the, the send off we were going to get for, with those two, but I don't think that um, I think the plans for Mobius and Renslayer are still very much into motion. It was a very, you know, we didn't get as much of them as I thought we would in this series mm -hmm. due, due to the Lady Loki and everything else that was going on. But I feel like these are going to be two characters that are going to be extremely, extremely important to the entire MCU, not even just this Loki show or whatever. I feel like they're going to be showing up a lot more just because they're, they're the ones that know what's going in some timeline somewhere the real Mobius is, is out there and knows everything that is going on that Loki was dealing with. Right. And so it's just going to be interesting to see how those two manifest in, in the future MCU projects. I feel there's no way that they're, they're not going to be showing up. They have to, they have the, they have so much knowledge of what's going on with this huge conflict coming up. Shout out all the variants tuning in across YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. I will say, yeah, for Renslayer acting like she was so clueless, she seemed to know that once the timelines uh, started branching, it was time to get out of there pretty quick. She wasn't exactly yeah. hanging around to fix anything. She knew it was kind of beyond fixing. And that's when we head down to the ending. Of course, a lot happening in this ending. There's about four to five parts of it as we break it down. So obviously, Sylvie and Loki, you kind of have the moral debate on whether they do want to kill Immortus, you know, or whether they want to take down the Kang, the iteration of Kang that's in front of them. They kind of debate on it for a little bit. And then did I miss something or did the timeline of what Kang knew just end when he when he dropped that thing and he was like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know. I mean, I think he was just kind of playing with them, um, you know, when he kept saying, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe he just wanted, you know it to happen the, the way that it did. I mean, he just, I'm sure he knew not only just looking at Loki, but Sylvie, he knew that, you know, <laughs> it wasn't going to end good for him, or at least that's what he wanted. You know, I'm sure he wanted to be free. You know, he even said himself that he was, you know, doing this for a while and he was a lot older than he looked. So millions and millions of uh, lives or years for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, and, who knows? And Micah hit the nail on the head. Sorry, Casale. It, it was a Willy Wonka vibe when he was talking. <laughs> it was kind of, he had this extravagant <laughs> life. He could do whatever he wanted to, but he was just, he was just kind of donezo. He was donezo mm -hmm. Italiano on it. And yeah, he was saying that the sacred timeline, again, we've been treating this with this whole series, we've been like, what is really happening with the TVA? What's the real TVA's purpose? Because it can't be to just protect this sacred timeline from some kind of branching off. And it turns out that the TVA's purpose was from this, you know, good iteration of a bad guy trying to keep the sacred timeline in one piece. And it was truly incredible how the twist was kind of that it was in plain sight the whole time. Mm -hmm. 
and he and he did it <laughs> he did it so masterfully too like the line where they where they asked you, you might have said it earlier too where it was like me like who are you who are you afraid of like just knowing himself and knowing what's coming like that was the terrifying thing and he he was i think you're right Casal. he was definitely like playing like the whole time he knew exactly what was going to happen i think he knew exactly how that entire situation was going to end and the that was the most sinister thing was at the end you know so if we wanted spoilers here if you have not you know if we're already at this point you're yeah, in spoiler territory or whatever. what are you doing when sylvie sylvie you know banishes loki he's off to the tva or a version of the tva and the sinister after sylvie kills him and he says see you soon like that was like we want to talk about more horror movies from miss minutes that was horror movie s from kang but we know more is coming like michael myers coming out of the house fire like that that's what that felt like to me and it's that that more in line means that he knows that that was the plan and he's ready to go you know he's ready to go a couple more rounds or millions of rounds with this thing Seriously, I mean, when uh, let's just say that him saying, uh, you know, see you soon, when, when he does get taken down from Sylvie, spoiler alert, that line was just as good as the me one, because it showed, like, even in his death thing, it confirmed to Sylvie it wasn't a lie, he wasn't bluffing, that there were clearly worse versions of Kang on the way, and it was kind of stoic, in a way. And speaking of stoicism, Loki gets punted through a portal by Sylvie. Talk about losing your boo thing quickly. But mm-hmm. with that said, he's back in the TVA, and... and Someone, I read this comment online, put it perfectly. Big time Death Star 2 vibes as he's running around. You got the agents just running around and they don't even care, like things like that. And that's what we all thought was going on, but not quite the case, Casali. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, we kind of just, I mean, I'm sure we all just thought, okay, look, he's back. He'll meet up with Morbius and, and see what's going on. And, and <laughs> I mean, He's in the in the library and he runs into into them and and was like they didn't even know who he was. I mean, I guess the multiverse began already. I mean, he, he had he, they had no idea. So this, let alone the fact that I mean, to me, I mean, I never even thought that Loki was going to make it out of this. I mean, I, I I love Loki so much and Tom Hiddleston does a great job, but. I thought this was just going to be a one and done thing and and they would play around with Loki just to like uh, you know get it extra views and stuff and and start the Disney Plus show. You thought Loki was clickbait? I I you know How I don't want to say you, that. Listen, I'm again, I'm happy that I'm wrong. I'm so happy I'm wrong. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, let's let's face it, Disney Plus these these shows, you know, really wanted to start, you know, the what Marvel was going to do. We already know what Star Wars is doing with their mm-hmm. stuff with Mandalorian. So, you know, I guess who knows? But I'm I'm so happy to be wrong that he's still sticking around. And um when they were yeah, you know, Mando, when when they were walking around the Citadel, that was the most ed- on the edge of my seat I've been since uh since uh Grogu and Mando got rescued. That's all I gotta say. I won't yes. spoil anything there. <laughs> but I was waiting. I, I mean, really, it was a big moment. Is this gonna be Loki? And Seriously, I get that even though it was a Kang appearing dude, and I guess if you knew about Jonathan Banks or, or you know, He Who Remains, you kind of knew it was Kang. I was thinking that could have been a Loki for the first couple of minutes. He was just very uh, flamboyant, but that's the great thing about having multiple iterations of the Kang character, and clearly there will be a lot more to see there. But we get back to the TVA again. So we see 
the big statue. And this is the craziest thing, the tone in Loki's voice. We've had Loki go head-to-head -head with Thanos after his ship was exploded. We've had Loki answering to Odin when he was on, you know, like about to be, you know, sentenced to life in, in the uh, cells. He has never sounded more fearful, worried, and scared than when he was talking to Hunter B, that, it, that variant of Mobius and Hunter B-15, and he saw that statue. <laughs> yeah and he uh he he's come so far like throughout this whole thing like the first appearance we see of him in this show right is fresh eyed 2012 out of avengers thinking he's gonna just take over the t whatever he he doesn't even know what the, he clearly had no idea what the tv way was but he was like no what i'm got this shit like no worries and um going going forward i want to i guess my question about that new tva or whatever tva he is in is that we're going to see going forward is does each TVA think they're protecting a sacred timeline or are, are all these TVA, like are these people aware of the multiverse or is he going to have to be convincing people that a multiverse exists? Because you, I mean, you, someone came up to me on the street was like, yo, multiverse exists. I'd probably be looking at them like they had like five heads or something like that. So I'm assuming that <laughs> Loki, once he explains who he is and tries to just imagine trying to explain that story and then try like, Oh, uh, Thor is going to be pissed when Loki tells him <laughs> the story. He's not going to believe him one day. No, not he's at gonna all. He's going to be done, though, for sure. What a great series, though. And then, obviously, a post-credits. I wouldn't call it a scene, but it's really just the confirmation. Yep, Loki is going to be back. And this is the big thing, because, obviously, you look at the dates. Quantumania isn't out until 2023. So are we going to get hit with another season of Loki before that, where we could get some more Kang exposure? Either way, there's plenty of Marvel films uh, to mm -hmm. expand that. But let's get into it real quick. I'm going to ask you guys two things, and, and I'll kind of put your feet to the fire here because begun the multiverse has. Thank you, Yoda. With that said, who is right now the Avengers 5 main villain? Oh, um, I mean, if they even tap into it yet, I mean, I'm, there's so much to you go. You gotta think. You gotta think. It's like movies. two to two and a half to three and a half years away, right? So you're looking at 2024, yeah. 2025. Best case, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if Kang is still around, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he's not gonna be, uh, you know, one and done, especially with him rumored to be in uh, Ant Man three, if that's not but confirmed. Confirmed. Um, Hashtag confirmed. confirmed. Yes, hashtag confirmed. Okay, good. So um, that could be the case. Or, uh, you know, I mean, maybe Dr. Doom, you know, what you guys were saying before, because that is also on the line of what's what's happening, what's beginning. You know, I mean, I'm not even thinking about Avengers right now. I, I can't wait just to see, because this isn't going to be the last, because we know that Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is is happening. Sam Raimi is, is behind the camera, which, you know, everybody just thought, okay, well, Obviously, multiverse. Sam Raimi did the early Spider-Mans with Tobey Maguire, so like, there's going to be some playing around. But I mean, you know, that's not even coming out. What was coming out before that is uh, Spider-Man Three: No Way Home. That's coming out this December. So, if anything, I think we're going to really get to see what's going on. Maybe, maybe in that because there's been so many rumors of what's happening that the Into the Spider-Verse live action. Everybody's coming back and confirmed, and you know. Who knows what's true or not anymore, but I mean, all I know is that Doctor Strange is supposedly playing a big role, like a Tony Stark role within that film. Um, so, 
again, I, th I think that is really what what's the case of what's to happen. I mean, I'm not really worried about an Avengers buildup. I'm just I can't wait to see what they do with the multiverse. I mean, there's so much wow, that they can do. Defiant Casali, don't give me Avengers five. Just give me the appetizers. Yeah. Michael, Michael, what about you? Before we get to my second part of the trivia, we wrap up this. What's Trainwreck watching? Avengers five, I think, will be our boy Kang and so, or multiple Kangs or whatever they're going to do. Kang will be heavily involved, I think, in Avengers five. My th my thing about I think Doctor Doom coming in as the real big bad of this universe that we mentioned earlier is that there's going to be a vac like as Avenger as the Avengers of Earth, our Earth that we know on this that is in the comics it's Earth six one six, and this obviously that's the Earth that we're playing on mostly and whatever. We're going to come back and focus on that again, right? Like Falcon and Winter Soldier was very much focused on what is happening on Earth because of the events of Thanos, right? And so if all these heroes are going to be dealing with this Kang dude, you know, flying around the universe, multiverse, wherever, and th there's going to be a vacuum on the Earth that we've been focusing on. That's how I think we kind of come back into it with a Doctor Doom style thing. If the Fantastic Four are there, he sees that power vacuum. There's nobody better in the comics to fill power vacuums than Doctor Doom. He's done it countless times. And I think that's kind of how we wrap around. And this is, we use Kang as like a bridge to get back to our regular Earth with whatever Avengers team we have assembled by then to kind of, kind of come back and be like, oh shit, this has been going on while we've been, you know, time traveling, having fun for, well, maybe not fun, but doing that for however long we do it oh we've been having fun most definitely <laughs> and we hope you've been having fun watching along on what's trainer watching last question gentlemen we've completed three series wandavision captain falcon and the winter soldier and loki which has been your favorite of the three so far Oof. i mean i think the best answer or the easiest answers i mean they they've all been different in in so many ways that they've brought something different to the table and you love you know so much of there's there's just so much different stuff to grab from each uh, i mean wanda and just a personal story of the tragedy that she went through with uh with you know what happened in, in infinity war and endgame losing vision to just rebuilding her own family just just you know, as selfish as it could be to trapping other people. And um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I mean, showing how the world has, you know, moved on from after the events of Endgame and, you know, clearly in a state of, like, what's to come? What's going to happen? Where are the Avengers? Because, I mean, again, my theory will st still stand that they, no one has no idea who Thanos or the Snap or anything was. So, you know, I mean, just to just to be in a pickle and be like, wait, how did we disappear for five years and come back? It, it, like that just brings so much to the table. So, and then Loki. I mean, Loki brought the other side of you know proving us that you know they could bring back a character that has died so many times within the universe and still bring something different to the table and and just show something different and unique. I mean, I love time travel stuff. I love multiverse stuff. So I think going forward, I mean, I mean, that's why I can't even pick. I mean, they've all brought something different. 
I, this could be the easiest answer in the world, but I can't pick because they're all just great. You know, I mean, it's just pure Marvel madness. I asked him, for, a, I asked him for an Avengers 5 villain. He goes, I don't care about Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what show would you like the best? Because I like them all. I don't need to pick one. All right, Micah. Do what Casali couldn't. Get, don't worry about the pheromones uh, involved in this one. And let, let's hear a pick here. Come on. I'm go uh, Loki is hands down the best one for me so far. I'm I'm also a sucker for all the world building that they do. I love to look forward as much as anything else. Like just because knowing how much they can do with it, that that's as much fun for me as actually sitting and watching the movie. And Loki offered that as much. I, I didn't offer. I guess it offered it in a grander scale. Um, so yeah, I'm going with Loki. It, it was. It's a great. It's always great to see Marvel explore different universes and explore different places and see in that like the cinematography of this all the whole series was just mm-hmm. incredible. It was amazing. Um and I wasn't really as big of a fan of Falcon and Winter Soldier as I think other people were. It wasn't my favorite, even though I loved the what they did with the Sam Wilson character made me care mm-hmm. about him a lot more. There was a lot of Falcon jokes going on. Oh, you love John Walker. You were you were a big yeah, John Walker guy. Yeah, yeah, John Walker. He's something else. I I don't really. I like the Russells, the Russell family. They they've got no beef with them. <laughs> I don't know. They're they're making the MCU. <laughs> One issue though, I do have is both Wanda and. WandaVision and Loki trapping a lot of innocent people against their will that we've got a lot yeah. of a lot of kind yeah. of uh, people not really getting to do whatever they want to do Wanda on a much smaller scale you know but still Wanda a little bit at least at least the TVA people are just completely like brainwashed not just like 93% brainwashed <laughs> like the WandaVision people are I would say I'll pull a Casali route here I, I think WandaVision had the best storyline because it was intriguing <laughs> and it was like ever like kind of evolving throughout I thought Falcon and Winter Soldier had the best action. I definitely liked the fight between the uh, the two of them and John Walker. I think it was in episode mm-hmm. four or five in the warehouse. It was sick. And I think that Loki was the best show overall. It had a mixture of both action, good storylines, intrigue. You didn't know what was going to happen next. And it goes back to that first episode, Owen Wilson. We were never watching Owen Wilson. This. We were watching Mobius. And that's what makes it all the more heartbreaking. When he when he doesn't re- when he doesn't recognize Loki at at the end of the series, we'll see, gentlemen. Any uh, last thoughts? I mean, again, it's just there's just so much to look forward to now. I mean, they really the multiverse has begun. I mean, we have no idea what to expect, and I just can't wait. I can't wait for more. I mean, I can't wait. You know, I'm also still excited for. I know we got Shang Chi coming out. That's the, at least the next big movie. Um, and Shang Chi is the character. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's a, he's gonna be an Avenger, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, That's all I'm I need sure. to hear. That's all I'm I need sure. to hear. If you're an Avenger, <laughs> well, you're not in. even I that. I mean, you know, are we gonna get to actually meet the real Mandarin, and it's not gonna be Ben Kingsley? I mean, you know that 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 would be pretty cool to see too. Even though I'm I'm a big Iron Man three fan, and I thought that twist was hilarious. Listen, that's my opinion, but I'll stick with it. But I mean, again, in that, and I mean, this this big, I mean, they're building Spider-Man three up like no end. So I, I'm really excited to see what that is. And and obviously now with what happened within Loki, I mean, you know, they can do whatever the hell they want if they're really bringing back. Because rumor says that apparently we're getting more Spider-Man, not just Tom Holland. So. If that's the case, I mean, I'm all for it. That would be just amazing. And, you know, and then to see what's to come, you know, I mean, I can't wait for Multiverse of Madness. I mean, I'm still 
pushing for uh, Love and Thunder. I can't wait for that because Taika is just a god, mm -hmm. and and that's just you know, just th there's just so much to look forward to. I mean, you know, the MCU has never let me down, and and it's always a good time. And now they proved. I mean, within these three shows, they proved that they could have a television show, and it'll still bring the cinematic you know, view right to your living room. I mean, I think that is just, you know, everything. They could do whatever they want, whether it's a Disney Plus show or a movie. I mean, there's nothing like going to a theater and, and seeing these movies. But, I mean, there's just, there's so much room for storytelling. And these shows have shown that, you know, you know, that's why I think it's also good that they did Loki within a story. It wouldn't have worked within a movie. You know, the same with WandaVision. Same with, honestly, same with Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think that's why these shows are shows and not, you know, broken down into a two and a half hour movie. So I think the sky's the limit. I'll still stick to that. And I, there's just so much more. I can't wait. I think that uh, Kang, we're going to see our boy Kang in his multiple different versions in maybe not Shang-Chi. Maybe they'll give him the, give him the proper debut and just let him kind of exist and do whatever he is. But I think in the next three movies after that, at least he will be appearing and we're going to get a lot more built on to what he's kind of been up to because all Eternals, I still think are going to deal with multiverse and whatever, like the Eternals, like the, in, in the trailer, that one, the one piece at the end is, or whatever there, whoever's doing the voiceover, I think Angelina Jolie, she's like, we've never interfered before until now. Yeah. And what event do we know just happened now that would make, I mean, yeah, know, I'm, I'm sure, beings, you know, come up like that's, mm -hmm. I just think, I think it was a great <laughs> scene setting for what we're going to get going forward. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm very excited to see our boy Kang, you know, causing some madness all over the place. Also really, I do want to give more credit though to, to WandaVision and what we're going to see coming out of that, because I think that we're going to get, a lot Loki, I'm pretty sure, is confirmed to appear now in Wanda in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I thought I, I saw I heard that, that too. Day, today or reading reading up on this too. So obviously there's gonna be some sort of connection there. But Wanda Wanda has untapped potential. We have not seen anything that she's capable of, has some Kane conflicts in the comics as well. With is, is WandaVision gonna go Wanda villain in the multiverse <laughs> yeah. of madness? I, I don't think she's gonna be a nice girl. Yeah, it's practicing in that cabin for sure. But hey, whether you're in a cabin, whether you're watching along on the road, or whether you're listening in, big thank you for tuning in to What's Trainwreck Watching. Casali, we're gonna be or Casali, we're gonna review uh, Micah's shirt there, Toon Squad. Uh -huh. I mean, yeah, the, this weekend Space Jam comes out. Mm. I am excited for that. Talk about another multiverse. Uh, it looks like there's a lot of potential. I mean, you know. Yeah, I'm they're going to be like, aren't they going to be using Game of Thrones and shit? Everything. <laughs> Everything Warner Brothers. Everything I'm Warner sure. Brothers is online. Okay, so very interesting to see. I think, yeah, I think we might be breaking that one down. So stay tuned, folks, because you know here at What's Train Arc Watching, it might be about that next movie. It might be about that next episode. But right now with this one, it's about next, next season. season. Oh, there we go. Bye.